Happy and seven day, everyone! And welcome to Two Girls, One Ship, a podcast dedicated to reviewing video game romances. I'm your host, Genesis, the girl who used to hand her little brother a controller that wasn't plugged in, so he could still feel like he was playing. This episode was pre-recorded and scheduled to launch on Mass Effect Day, so if you found us while looking for a deep dive into the Mass Effect universe, I could not be more excited to be in your ear holes right now. And I'm Vravada, the girl who never learned to share the GameCube with her twin sister and just kept playing when she complained. Don't forget, lovely people, beauty is in the eye of the controller. Let's get into today's love interest. But before we get started, if you want to stay spoiler free, then this isn't the podcast for you. We will be talking about specific in-game dialogue, breaking down some of the narrative scenes, and a full-on character analysis. So, here's your fucking spoiler alert. That audio clip was provided by, well, if you know, you know. In this podcast, we'll be reviewing and analyzing romantic relationships in video games, primarily RPGs. This is our flagship episode, and we want to start off with a bang, so the natural choice is everyone's favorite hot blue alien. Today, we are reviewing Mass Effect 1's Dr. Liara Tassoni. Liara is the last of the squadmates to join the Normandy in the first Mass Effect game. She's an Asari researcher who has spent the past 50 years of her life studying Prothean technology and culture, specializing in the Prothean extinction. She was born on Thessia in 2077, making her only 106. Barely an adult in Asari terms, who can live to be around a thousand years old. She already has a great deal of insight into the Protheans and is a highly trained user of biotics. But because of her young age, her research is often dismissed by other Asari. We meet Liara on the planet Therum, where she was, surprise, doing research on a Prothean ruin. She was trapped behind an energy force field when she was trying to escape the Geth, and it didn't quite go as planned. Shepard and the squad mates free her from her predicament and escape onto the Normandy. Liara is fascinated with Shepard, and humans in general. She doesn't have much experience with non-Asari, and because she can be romanced by either female or male Shepard, it's almost too easy to romance her. Basically, you just have to talk to her enough times and not say mean things to her. It's easy to view her as a young teenage girl, but it's important to remember that she isn't exactly young or exactly female. The Asari as a race are what humans would consider female presenting, with primary and secondary sex characteristics as female. But Asari are unique in the world of Mass Effect because they are monogendered, with no concept of gender differences. According to Liara, male and female have no real meaning for us, and if asked, she says that she is not precisely a woman. Even among the Asari, many individuals are referred to as she and her, but some Asari prefer male pronouns, while others gravitate towards gender-neutral terms. Gender is a social construct, and what you choose to identify as is 100% up to you. We see you. We love you. We support you. Preferred pronouns and gender identity, especially in the context of sexuality and romantic relationships, were pretty much unheard of in games back in 2007. BioWare first forayed into LGBT game relationships with Knights of the Old Republic in 2003 and Jade Empire in 2005, 
they really started to hit their representation stride with Liara. Liara may be young and inexperienced, but she was confident in what she felt, both as a person and in her attraction to Shepard. The third time's the charm with Liara in 2007. And Liara isn't the only one who can be attracted to Shepard in Mass Effect 1. If Shepard has been flirting with either Ashley or Caden alongside Liara, they will eventually have a confrontation and ask Shepard to choose them. Liara may not understand humans very well, but jealousy and insecurity are universal feelings, it seems. If Shepard chooses Liara over Ashley or Caden, she is relieved, but also feels sorry for whoever is rejected. Liara is sensitive and kind and a bit unsure, which we come to find out is due to her inexperience. Liara eventually reveals that she has never been intimate with someone before and finds the idea a little daunting. As her trust in the commander, and eventually love, grow with each passing day, she begins to feel that they share a special connection. However, she feels that they need to try and stay professional and focus on the mission. Honestly, that alone shows how naive Liara is. Professionalism on the Normandy? The only one who seems to care about that, surprisingly, is Joker, as he interrupts a romantic moment between Liara and Shepard. Sorry to interrupt, Commander. Got a message from Captain Anderson. Are you spying on us, Joker? No, sir. Just knew you were on the ship and figured I'd pass the message on. Damn you, Joker. The Normandy's favorite cock blocker. Or, in the case you played Femship, Joker is the sitting president of the Clam Jam Committee. Clam Jam Committee. Oh my god, Clam Jam. I've never heard that. I love it so much. Mm-hmm. I was trying to guess what you were going to put. I'm like, Taco Turnoff? Like, what, what could it be? Taco Turnoff. <laughs> That's one that I haven't heard. Oh my god. I never I just thought of it. I was like, what it's gotta be something vagina related. And now we come to the middle section of our show. For this episode, we found some fun facts about the Asari that we wanted to share. Fun middle. facts. Asari is another name for Osiris, the Egyptian god of the afterlife. According to the art of Mass Effect, the Asari were created to fill the green alien girls trope which was made popular by Star Trek. Ugh. As a woman who has played video games her whole life, let me just say that I'm glad this type of pandering to the male gaze seems to be getting less common. One little itty-bitty fact that I found was... Oh, wait, no, those are ginormous. Because of Asari's natural healing ability and tissue regeneration, they never stop developing breast tissue. Why is it only this type of tissue and not all cell types? Devs will only ever know. But then again, if I could pick and choose the sizes of some of these swerves and curves, I would. The regenerative properties are correlated to their biotic strength and ability, which completely explains Matriarch Benezia and Samara. It just had to be big titties, didn't it? (laughs) And on that note, let's get back into it. Now, before we get to the uh, end game, we need to take a minute to discuss how this will actually work. My area of expertise. I've done the Googling, and after administering the eye bleach, I can say that I have Rule 34 way more content than even I want to admit to. So let's break it down. 
There are some species in the Mass Effect universe where cross-species physical contact needs to be approached with extra precautions. We'll see Dr. Morden Solis for more details. When it comes to the Asari, they can mate and reproduce with any other species or gender through a form of parthenogenesis. Ah, Genesis. No, that's not where the name comes from. That's a whole nother story. Asari reproduction is very different from other forms of sexual reproduction, and Asari provides two copies of her own genes to her offspring, one of which is passed on unaltered. The second set of genes is altered in a unique process called melding, or the joining, or the union. This is important to remember, as the joining is the most intense and intimate thing an Asari can do with a romantic partner. So Liara's awkwardness and hesitation regarding the possibility of joining with Shepard is definitely understandable. Effectively, the Asari and her partner briefly become one unified nervous system, sharing memories, thoughts, and feelings. The offspring is always an Asari, regardless of the species or sex of the father. In a case where both parents are Asari, the father is the one who does not give birth. Liara's father explains it way better than I can. Well, that was me. You mean you were her other mother, right? No, I didn't pop her out. Well, she never even met me. Sorry. If you were human, you'd both be called the mother, regardless of which one gave birth. Well, I'm not human, am I? Anthropocentric bag of dicks. The bag of dicks comment is one of my favorite one-liners, but I also had to look up the definition of anthropocentric. It's regarding humankind as the central or most important element of existence, especially as opposed to God or animals. George? Yeah. I, I I had to look it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, towards the end of Mass Effect 1, when the Normandy is en route to Ilos, Liara comes to see Shepard in the captain's cabin. Fearing for their potential impending death, Liara wishes to spend some of her last peaceful moments with Shepard and asks if Shepard would like to join her. If Shep agrees, they embrace eternity together in a romantic and steamy scene. So steamy, in fact, it led to the game being restricted in some countries and banned in others. In both the Broshep and Femshep versions, Liara is the aggressor and takes control by grabbing Shep in for a deep kiss that leads to our first depiction of what a true Asari bonding is. In all reality, the seam is pretty damn hot, especially for a video game in 2007. But the nudity level is nothing more than what would be in a PG-13 movie today. Only the fact that there is nudity in a sexualized scene is what would make it rated R. In fact, in the last moment of the scene before returning to dialogue selection, Liara's nipples are almost comically missing. Maybe they don't lactate. I don't know. They do. I looked into this. Liara, um, sorry, women do breastfeed. As well as quarians, mm. and I wasn't expecting that. Oh yeah, that's really interesting. Um, then I guess it was literally just censorship. Mm-hmm. Come on, guys. Nipples are just nipples. I did find All the right, mod to add them back in. <laughs> I love that there's a mod for that. That's like the new Rule 34. Instead of there's a porn for that, there's a mod for that. There's Maybe that's like Rule 43. Yeah, right? Rule 43. <laughs> There's a mod for that. 
on to my favorite bit, the analysis of the romance. Liar is the default romance in the entire Mass Effect trilogy, meaning that she always loves Shepard, she pretty much can't die, unlike most other companions, and is always either Shepard's best friend or lover. While it is easy to write her off in Mass Effect 1 as the goofy scientist, she is a strong and resilient person. Before she ever joins the crew of the Normandy, she regularly battles space pirates and journeys to ancient ruins alone. In fact, all the female companion recruitment missions in the first Mass Effect follow this formula. Shepard happens upon them right as they need help. Shep saves them, and they immediately become enamored with the knight in shining N7 armor. Ashley being hunted by the Geth. Tally being hunted by Saren. Liara stuck behind a force field. While Caden, Garrus, and Rex all walk up and join the squad on their own. It's the old damsel in distress trope that thankfully was retired by Mass Effect 2. Yeah, this damsel in distress bit sets up Liara to be viewed as a doe-eyed fangirl, despite her clearly being a competent and strong person on her own. All of her interactions with Shepard, whether you want to romance her or not, are submissive and awestruck, which has long been the source of confusion for when she seemingly becomes a badass bitch in Mass Effect 2. She was that badass all along, but weren't we all awkward messes around our first crushes? To make things worse, her mama is working for the enemy. Her mother, Matriarch Venezia, is a matriarch, which has added cultural pressure on Liara to perform at a high standard. It's just stressful all around. Poor babe. In order to understand Liara's awkward phase in ME1 fully, there is some cultural context that comes into play here. Asari with their mind meld abilities are able to easily and quickly know everything about a person. Liara has hardly interacted with anyone outside of her species, and in an attempt to not offend Shepard, an important human, she essentially does a deep dive on Shep in between missions. If Shepard were Asari, Liara would have been able to read auras and sense their personality much easier. She was awkward because she would normally understand the other person much more deeply, much more quickly. But Shep is essentially a black hole. This just cements her fangirl persona into the players' minds, though. As humans, someone looking into us like that is kind of creepy. Where Asari can link nervous systems to socialize, humans just talk, something Liara is also not used to as a lone adventurer. When Liara finally melds with Shepard to help decipher the beacon and again with the cipher after Pharos, she has a sense of who Shepard is as a whole person. It may have started out as an awkward starstruck infatuation, but it quickly deepened into something more. We started with Liara for many reasons, but mainly it's because she undergoes some of the most intense character development of any of the companions in the whole trilogy. She begins as an aloof, awkward, and introverted young researcher, and ends the trilogy as one of the most powerful influencers in the entire galaxy. She was also many gamers' first foray into video game love. She is not just gorgeous, she's massively important to the story. Massive. Mass. She has a massive effect on the story. She has a (laughs) massive... We'll get into this more in the next episode about Liara, but without her assistance, Shepard would have stayed 
dead in Mass Effect 2. Spoiler alert. Whether or not you romance her, Liara devotes her life to being useful and identified Shepard as essential to the galaxy very early on. Liara's romance with Shepard is also unique because back when Mass Effect 1 was first released, it was one of the first times that romance options were not dependent on the player character's gender. In reality, Liara's always been a badass and that might have something to do with the fact she's a quarter Krogan. If you can get beyond the apparent ego stroking by Liara to Shep in one, the romance deepens into something truly beautiful throughout the rest of the trilogy. The romance with Liara in 2 and 3 gets a lot more intense, so be sure to come back and listen to those episodes in the future. Okay, Genesis, on to the rating. I'm going to be using blueberries today because she has yet to grow into melons. On a scale of 1 to 10 blueberries, how do you rate Liara's romance in Mass Effect 1? I rate I rate her blueberries like a 3. Even Miranda's got bigger <laughs> berries than her. Yeah, but Miranda's are GMO. Femship has bigger tits than Liara. I digress. She's just a baby. <laughs> But for male Shep, 10 out of 10. I love their relationship. I think Shep can be a little overpowering in his personality, but there are dialogue options that make it so that it's fully Liara's choice to advance the relationship. He even clearly states, I want this, Liara. I do. But are you sure you are ready? Please ignore my adorable interpretation of bro Shep's voice. Mark Mears, proud of you. <laughs> so the bro can be caring and sweet and is still willing to wait even if she were to say no. And while Mass Effect 1 has some stunted dialogue and doesn't allow for as fully fleshed out relationships as the later games, I feel like Liara is the one we are supposed to pick. But for Femship, maybe a six? The relationship plays out almost the exact same way for both Femship and Maleship, and I appreciate that from the LGBTQ standpoint. But there's a certain sniper that uh, reaches out in Mass Effect 2 that I feel is a much better fit. Femship and Liara, in my mind, are the ultimate best friends who have that unbreakable bond. Their sisterhood is a great relationship, just not a great romance. Yeah, I agree. I wouldn't date Mass Effect 1 Liara. She seems like bestie material, but I did play as Femship primarily. Um, our favorite Turian bad boy aside, Liara is just too young and sweet right now. She honestly reminds me a bit of myself when I was younger and had no romantic experience. I want to protect her, and I think that she has some growing to do before she could be a romantic partner. Um, for both Femship and Maleship, I feel like Liara has been primed to love them due to the double mind meld. I'm not sure that she's fully choosing that love in Mass Effect 1. I think many of us can relate to the whirlwind feel of a first love, and many of us also look back and wished we had waited a bit longer. She can come see me in Mass Effect 2. For now, she has 5 out of 10 blueberries. This is the end of our pilot episode of Two Girls, One Ship. We have a lot left to say about many other video game relationships. So, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe and leave us a review. Where can we find you, V? You can find me in the Robots Radio Discord channel, at Vervada, 
And come give us a follow on all the social medias at Two Girls, One Ship. Links to those are in the description. Genesis, where can we find you? You can find me on the Robots Radio Discord as well. And don't forget that we will be streaming each recording of the episodes on Twitch at Two Girls, One Ship every Friday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, 7.30 Pacific, and releasing podcast episodes on Sundays. Thanks for listening, and remember... Beauty is in the eye of the controller. The theme music is a clip from Take It Back by Miracle of Sound. Go check them out at miracleofsound.com or on YouTube at Miracle of Sound. Thanks so much. Have a fantastic day. Hi, welcome to Three Count Thoughts. Let me introduce the crew real quick. Hi, I'm Maverick Stone. I'm Romer. And I'm Jaxus. Join us as we talk all things wrestling. Each week, we'll take a topic from the wrestling world, knock it around a bit, and then go over the week in wrestling from a strictly fan perspective. We can be found on all major podcast catchers. We can also be found at Three Count Thoughts on both YouTube and Twitter. Or you can send us an email using 3CountThoughts at gmail.com. Okay, are you ready? Ring the bell. <laughs>